working with friends for us it was a bit hard at first because we need to figure out like how much is too much if are we crossing any boundaries are we ruining our friendship over this honestly like i'm so thankful for the people i'm working with because my partners like they cover everything i cannot do and after working together for almost two years i think if this company was made with different people it wouldn't have succeeded this way Welcome back to another episode of Inside Japan. And on this one, I'm speaking with my friend Pio, who's a partner at House Tokyo, a new all-service fashion design studio based in Tokyo. I love her story because it shows that no matter where you come from, if you come in with a humbleness and a willingness to learn, you can build something really awesome in Japan. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey Pio, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Charlie. Can you tell me a little bit about what led you to joining as a partner at this fashion studio? Well, kind of knew the partners before this project, but one of them just messaged me and was like, you want to join this? And it's like, kind of encompasses like everything I kind of, I want to do in life. So I just joined. And so now I am here with my three partners working on this company. That's really cool. So how did you get, uh, why, why would he ask you to do that? Is it you have an interest in fashion or, uh, you know, what's the skill set that you bring to that role? So I have been working in media for a few years, but also I knew them as a small, like, wannabe fashion designer. And they taught me, like, how to sew and how to make patterns and stuff. So they knew me from a while back. And so they thought I would have an interest in it and they were right so yeah um so how did this company start I know that there's um there's a lot that goes into planning a company like this but how did you actually uh start putting it together was it really complicated to uh sort of make a uh, did you have to make a business plan or you know what what were some of the thoughts that went into making this so Honestly, I was really lucky to meet people who had the same vision as me, which is like helping designers. Mm. And we all knew how the fashion industry has like a reputation for being kind of scary mm. or like difficult to get into. So we decided to make House a company dedicated to lowering the barrier of entry. And we had a lot of steps to do that first like we needed to figure out the problems as to why it was so hard to get in and so one of them was like you have to go to so many different people different companies just to make one collection for one brand so we decided to have all of our services in one place which is what house is we did have a lot of planning to do so it changed a lot along the way and after many versions of the plan and we kind of finalized what was best for us as well as the designers, um, we made our business plan, which also <laughs> was like so many versions, so many drafts and took a good while to finish that. Yeah, I can imagine the business plan was probably important for in Japan, maybe getting some of the 
permissions and stuff that you need from maybe government or regulation bodies or something about you know creating a business like that um was that were there any complications with especially since um you know i know some of the um members of your partnership are from other countries um was it difficult to sort of get past some of those regulatory barriers actually that wasn't a big barrier for us oh. i mean technically I'm Japanese as well, but like our biggest barrier was actually, they've never encountered a company like us, which is kind of good. It means that we actually thought about how to make this company unique and necessary for this industry. And we just had to make sure our business plan was really understandable, really easy to understand for them. So that they understood how our business works and why it's needed and why it's good for the industry as well as the community in fashion yeah um so you said that you're uh japanese technically as well and um i wanted to because i when i met you i thought you seemed like a uh american i had no idea that you were japanese so oh. <laughs> where um, tell me about your your background and what right. sort of brought you to japan in this way I am born and raised in America, American. <laughs> I am born and raised in America. So I tend to go by American or Asian American. Mm -hmm. but my parents are Japanese, which is why I said I was Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, but how I ended up in Japan. So I came here pretty early, like right after high school, I came to Japan and I went to Keio University here. Um, it was kind of easy to make that choice to move across the world for me because, well, Kale is a good school and I also wanted to live in the city where the fashion culture that I really grew to like was. So that's how I ended up here. Cool. What's interesting about the fashion, uh, the, the scene in Tokyo? I don't really know much about it. I'm not, I'm not really um, uh, that knowledgeable about fashion. Um, what's unique about Tokyo's fashion? I know a lot of uh, people in fashion really love Tokyo's style. So Tokyo's kind of unique, especially the neighborhood called Harajuku, because it's the birthplace of so many subgenres of fashion. Like there's so many different varieties from goth lolita to like i don't know <laughs> even streetwear like it's diff a bit different here than in other countries and i love seeing so many different people take on different genres of styles and making it like their own thing and i don't know like it's i could i when i first came here i was so excited to wear lolita so <laughs> that's where i headed to first but later on i headed to like I kind of learned about other fashion and obviously I'm not wearing Lolita today, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so uh, what are some of the things that surprised you when you uh, started House Tokyo? Uh, what were some of the things that you weren't expecting would be problems and became them or things that you weren't expecting would be easy and were? So everything was a learning process. Like it, like everything was new experience to me. So I think what helped me was being like pretty open-minded and flexible. There's like whether it be like language or just not really knowing all the little things that go into making a company. We were really 
lucky that we found people that had experience and knowledge about each of the things we were trying to find our solution for. And another hurdle I, I personally had was I had to kind of readjust my life <laughs> because making a startup isn't easy. It takes so much time. And I have like, I think a lot of my partners too have to kind of adjust their work schedule or their social life so that we have time to put into the startup. Mm. How long have you been working on this together? It's been almost two years already. Yeah. And um, I know that you have your opening party in a couple of weeks, which yeah. uh, is really exciting. Um, what has been going into uh, getting to this opening point in terms of uh, not only like finding um, maybe finding designers that can do their first uh, setups with you, finding uh, ways into the industry. Like, what have you been uh, doing that's built up to this point in the last two years? Oh, so much. We started, I mean, until a few months ago, we were at a kitchen table, crammed into, like, a small space. I mean, Japanese apartments are small, so... <laughs> And we were doing both computer work and sewing and everything in one place. It was really kind of hard to do everything. So I'm really excited for this new space. We have like a whole floor for the factory and the whole floor for media. Feels like so much space. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And uh, I was there a, a few weeks ago and um, it's, it's actually like a real factory space. It looks really cool. Um, was it really difficult to get that sorted? Like I can imagine, you know, you've got to um, rent out a big place. You've got to buy all this equipment. Like what was, what was the most difficult thing about that? So because we offer like all of our, the services here, factory media sales, we have to make sure we have all the equipment in our office. So we couldn't like just rent some random apartment place in Tokyo. So I had to, oh, we, we had to find a place where all of the factory machines fit as well as our photo studio and press room, show closet, etc. Like it's not just computers and the desk we're working with. So that was a bit hard, but we got that working. And I think one of the hardest part was actually carrying up all the machines i know it was really heavy so thank you for helping us <laughs> yeah that was a really fun day <laughs> i enjoyed that um okay so what's the uh how is it possible to get enough money to start something like a manufacturing business in japan because some businesses you know you, if it's especially if it's digital you can start something online pretty cheaply you can build a website and and just start working but yours you have uh, you know manufacturing you have to buy all of these expensive machines just to get going so um how do you raise funds for that kind of thing and what can uh, maybe other entrepreneurs who have ideas to come up with like a some kind of manufacturing business are there ways that they can get you know extra money from government or like ways that they can approach investors how did you do that so at the very beginning we invested our own money into this and so we had a few machines like we weren't working with nothing we had a few machines and for about those a uh, year and a half we were pushing really hard to make our sales so that we could make our loan. So like if we weren't able to make our sales, we wouldn't really have been successful with our loan, I think. So it was the 
first decision to like invest our own money and invest our time in that helped let us, lead us to getting the loan and being able to have a full factory downstairs. So what are some of the things that you would attribute your success to things that uh, maybe other people could replicate? Um, maybe it sounds a bit obvious to people, but choosing who you work with and how you work with them really changes how your business does. So working with friends for us, it was a bit hard at first because we need to figure out like how much is too much. If are we crossing any boundaries? Are we ruining our friendship over this? Um, it was a lot of like questions which we didn't even think would be raised but honestly like I'm so thankful for the people I'm working with because my partners like they cover everything I cannot do and after working together for almost two years we know like what each of us are strong at and what we're not that good at and we're there to support each other on that. Mm, that's really good and I uh, I really liked it when we were moving all of the stuff upstairs that even the landlord helped out that was great he was uh, he was super friendly and it just shows that you know you've got people on board who really believe in what you're doing and I think that's such an important thing honestly I don't think if I think if this company was made with different people it wouldn't have succeeded this way wow that's really great um, how do you convince people to to come along with you when um, like you said, the the in Japan, especially maybe the fashion industry is quite um, difficult. You've got to you know go with a bunch of different companies, and it's maybe uh, the um, barrier to entry is pretty high. Um, you know, how do you convince people that uh, they should come along with a new company? Well, actually, like we've been quite—I don't know if it's luck or something—but because we make everything easy, like people tend to like to work with us. I don't. I'm quite, you know, honored that they think that way and that they want to work with us. But like the whole key to our company is that we make it easy for the designers. So everything that we planned, everything from like our structure was so that designers will be like, oh, instead of all of this work, I could just do everything at house. Mm -hmm. So apparently our plan worked and it has helped designers. And so that's why it hasn't been too hard. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really good to hear. I'm glad to hear that it's uh, being very successful early on. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to other foreigners uh, looking to start any kind of business in Japan? Honestly, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Japan is like, I mean, there's a new generation and like there's a new outlook that supports small business and new ideas right now everyone's been very supportive or like wants to help or even wants to join us. And it's been a really like positive experience for me. That's really good because um, I think a lot of people have an, an image in their head that uh, Japan is some uh, difficult place to start a business, especially as a, as a foreigner um, working here. Were there any sort of special barriers that you found in your way that you had to think up some kind of novel solution around? Well, I mean, there are difficulties. Most of mine revolve around the language. I'm not like, as I said, I was born and raised in America, so I'm not the best at the language. But fortunately, we like put our whole like life into this. So everyone around us who are friends or just um, knew about us, like wanted to help out. And 
You're just lucky enough to have them help. That's excellent. Um, awesome. Pio, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and telling us about your experience. Can you uh, tell us where we can find out more about House Tokyo? You can go to our website, house.tokyo or Instagram at house.tokyo. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you, Pio. Thank you. If you enjoyed that episode and you like what we're doing with Inside Japan, please consider going to iTunes and giving us a five star rating and sharing this episode with a friend who you think it might be useful for. As always, a huge thank you to jobsinjapan.com for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're looking for our other episodes, you can find them there and keep us in mind next time you're looking for work in Japan. Thanks so much for listening and see you again soon.